Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mind Money Soul. And today, we're going to talk about one thing that I feel changed my entire financial future screams with excitement. This is a big one. This is an important one and I'm excited to bring it to you. Now before we get into it, I just want you to all know that the uh, cart is now open and you can grab your space for the Feel Good Investor course. Um, This is the third time that it's come back because y'all requested it and your answers, your prayers were answered. And it's basically going to be the thing that helps you go from not having a fucking clue about how to invest or where to get started to everything that you need to know to confidently start to build wealth. So all of the details are in the show notes. Feel free to slide into my DMs if you've got any questions. I'm always here to answer. But without further ado, let us get on to today's episode. The one thing that changed my entire financial future. Now, when I thought about my future when I was like younger... I mean, obviously a lot has changed, right? I used to think that I was going to be an actress and live a really unconventional life. And then, and I say unconventional in the way of like, you know, working weird hours, being all over the place, all of the things. And yet, you know, it didn't go that way by choice. Um, And I ended up working a nine to five for, you know, basically 10 years. And, but yeah, when I thought about my future, I was like, right, I'm going to have to work really, really hard. I have to get really, really good at saving. And then I spend that money on the things that I want to spend money on. But I just have to be selective with how I spend money because obviously there's a limited resource of it. Kind of makes sense, right? You work, you save, you spend, you live your life. There was a key part of that process, of that equation that was missing, In addition to that, like what happens if my income stops temporarily? What happens if I get ill, if I can no longer work, if something happens, you know, and my my flow of cash is reduced massively or suddenly? I then never get to continue to save money. I never get to support myself. And I'm also never going to be able to afford those big, fun milestones at the point that I think that I want them. Or imagine if I have to keep spending my money on emergencies like all the time, like I've got savings, but my washing machine breaks, then the boiler breaks and then the car breaks and then my teeth fall out and then this. And then before I know it, all of this time's gone past and I've never even been able to use any of my money for the fun experiences that I was actually saving it for. And there's all these factors that had a massive input into the way in which I was building wealth or had the ability to build wealth. And I was like, "Mm, something doesn't add up here. And in addition to that, it means that I always have to work for someone or for myself, but for clients. And I never have the choice in what I'm doing with my time because I have to make money. Now, we live in a society where we have to have money. That's just the way of the world. Let's play the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So join in. If you can't beat them, join them. I'm fucking quote queen today. Like, we need money, right? So that means I always have to work because you swap your time for money. So therefore, to get money, I have to work. 
but then I spend that money because I want to continue to live my life, which means I need to make more money. And like, your brain is just like, fuck. So if I am constantly swapping my time for money because I am working to get a paycheck, there's no end to it. Because even if I'm saving due to things such as inflation, emergencies, the worry around income loss, etc., it's this repetitive cycle of working, saving, spending, working, saving, spending. So for as long as I want money, I have to be working. And that is a fucking tiring existence, if you ask me. Even if you love your job, you still want it to be optional, right? And that was until I discovered that there is another way. Now, if we add an extra step into this process, we're going to be laughing. I work, I make money, I invest that money so that that money is working hard for me and growing separately. And then I use the profit or the return of that money to spend and fund the lifestyle that I want. It will essentially get to the point where I no longer need to top up that investment pot because it's it's got to a point where it's regenerating itself. Therefore, I don't need to keep making an income because instead of swapping my time for money over here, I've got to a point where I have an investment pot that's growing, creating money as profit or a return and I'm using that money to fund my lifestyle I have this pot of money that's continuing to regenerate because the interest that it's making is enough to support my lifestyle and therefore that's what gets you out of the rat race that's what gets you out of work being a thing that it has to be because you've used that money to then make your money work hard for you and you're no longer having to swap your time for money because the money is already growing that is the power of investing and building wealth. Now, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a long time or like follow me on Instagram will know that I he, my journey into investing started because I'd saved £25,000 to go traveling. I went on a date with a guy and I was telling him about it. And he was like, do you know that by having all of your money sat there in cash, you're actually losing money? And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, it's due to inflation. And I was like, oh. So I looked into it, realized that I should be investing my money in dead and then went on my investing journey a couple of years ago and now here I am and I am telling you learning the concept has literally changed my entire financial future because my goal has gone from not how do I get the highest salary so that I can continue to save money and you know I've got to work hard to make this money it's how do I reach a certain amount in my investment account through work where I can get to a point where I no longer have to work that's the goal So I'm going to first of all talk about why I invest. Now, obviously, I've just touched upon like talking about financial independence and, you know, not needing to like, uh, what's the word, swap my time for money. I worked for a marketing agency for like 10 years. And I'm not going to lie, as much as I, you know, loved elements of it, I loved my boss, I loved the people that I worked with. It wasn't my passion. It wasn't like what I truly desired. If I could fucking pick, yeah, I would have spent my days on the beach traveling around, like work still wasn't optional. It was something that I had absolutely no choice on. And no longer, when I learned about investing, no longer did I have to solely rely on saving to build wealth. Now, obviously, when you are investing, it's kind of like saving because instead of spending that money, you're you're putting that money somewhere else. But in my opinion, you're also actually spending money because that money is being bought on something that's growing a profit. 
And to be honest, if you want me to be completely 100% honest, I didn't even know that I needed to like build wealth. I didn't know that that was a thing. Like I'd never heard that word before, that phrase before. Like my parents weren't talking about it. My family weren't talking about it. So I wasn't even, when I was thinking about saving in my future, I wasn't even thinking about building wealth. I was just like, oh, I just need to save so that, you know, I've always got money for my bills and stuff like that. It was never like, oh, I must build wealth. It's only been the last few years where I've really started to dive into this world of investing that I've gone, oh, I need to fucking build and protect my wealth. Now, inflation is the thing that makes you lose money. If you listen to the last two episodes, you will have known way more about that. But basically, inflation is the cost of services and products and goods going up over time, yet the product and the service that is on offer, you're not getting any more of. So basically, your money is decreasing in value over time. And this is super important. Now, scarily, the British pound has lost 66% of its value since 1990. So over the last 33 years, and I know that's wild because when I think of the 90s, I'm like, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. It's fucking not. But over the last 30 years, the value of our money has decreased by 66%. That's mental. So let me just read this to you, right? £100 back in the 1990s would have a buying power today of £290. And this highlights how much the pound has decreased in value. So basically, what it highlights is for the same item now in 2023 versus the 1990s, you would pay a very different price tag. So something worth £100 back in the 1990s would now cost you £250. Mental. So let me put this into terms, right? Let's say it's back in the 1990s, £100 from your paycheck, you put it to one side and you plan to buy a coffee machine. So you take that £100, you go to the Nespresso shop, you give over the £100 and in return you have this really cool coffee machine. You no longer have the money, you have the item. Now, this item is either an asset or a liability. It's an asset if it's making you a profit. It's a liability if it's, you know, decreasing in value and it's not making you a profit. Not, you know, everything that you buy is going to fall into the one of the two categories. Not everything you buy has to be an asset. Obviously, it'd be lovely if you make money off everything, but sometimes it's okay to just spend your money on something because that's what you want it for. Anyway, I digress. So you've spent your £100, you've got your Nespresso machine. Now, if back in the 1990s, you put £100 away into your savings account, you thought, I'm going to buy myself an espresso machine, but I'm just going to wait a bit. And you ended up waiting 30 years and you bought yourself a coffee machine today. Obviously, I have no clue why you would do that, but you get the picture. So it's now 2023, 30 years down the line. You take your £100 that's been sat in your savings account for the last 30 years. You rock up to Nespresso and you go, I'd like to buy that coffee buy that coffee machine, please, which is one you've always been planning to get. And they go, thank you. Yeah, great. That'll be £250. And you'll go, well, no, because in 1990, it was £100. And they go, yeah, I get that. But it's now £250. So for the same item, nowadays, it costs you more money. So therefore, the, the, the value of your money in the past has decreased. So whilst you haven't physically lost money, it's not like the bank has gone, ha ha, I'm taking money out of your account. The money in which you do have is decreasing in value. The buying power of that money is less. And if you ask me, it's fucking rude, but we don't control inflation and it's just the way of the world. Now, the frustrating thing about this is saving your money is like, obviously, a good good thing. But inflation is like the tax you pay for being good with your money. It's fucking rude. It's like, sorry, I know you've saved, but actually your money's not worth as much anymore. Bye. And you're like, brilliant, thanks. 
So if we think about this in terms of preparing for your retirement, and I know that always stuff fucking, the, the term retirement isn't just about being old, it's about retiring from having to work. So you've got people in their 30s who are literally retiring because they've got enough money in an investment account that they can fund their lifestyle, right? So you're preparing for retirement. You don't have to retire at 60 just because the fucking government, fucking <laughs> just because the fucking government says so. You get to pick when you retire as long as you are working towards that financial independence. So let's just say you're working towards retirement. You're making a plan. You're saving this money. You've got this massive chunk of money. You get 30 years down the line. Obviously, you're growing over time. But you get 30 years down the line. You're ready to retire. Yeah, okay, you've got a big chunk of money. But that money cannot afford you the same lifestyle as you would have had 30 years ago. That is why inflation is such a little bitch. Now, like I say, this idea of retirement, pensions were created back at a time where people weren't really living over the age of 60. Wild. So they were like, yeah, look, the people that do get to over the age of 60, we'll give them some money, we'll look after them. Now, over time, what's happened is life expectancy has gone right up hashtag wellness, hashtag mindfulness. We've been living till we're like 83. We've like got 23 extra years on the clock. So now pretty much everybody is living over the age of 60. And therefore the government is like, fuck, we don't have much money in this state pension pot. So people really need to like figure out their own shit and like pay for their own pensions. So at some point pensions aren't going to be around, right? Now, just because the government says the average retirement age in the UK is 63, you know, what is it? I think it's like 60. Um, that's when you can uh, that's when you can access your state pension or that's when you can access like your workplace pension that does not mean that you have to wait to 60 to retire if you're okay with that great absolutely fine but if you want to retire earlier and you want to make work optional you absolutely can do that you just have to build up your investments enough to get to a point where you can live off of them without needing a job and when i found this out it blew my fucking mind because I was like I look at parents and and friends parents and you're like they're in their 60s and they're wanting to stop working but they're like how am I going to still like afford my mortgage how am I going to maintain this lifestyle how am I going to still go on holiday and do all of the things that I want to do like you spend your entire fucking life working for someone and then you get to the point where you just want to slow down you want to fucking sit down you want to go part-time you want to you know say I've had enough now I just want to entire me out enjoy my old age And you can't because you don't have enough money. And that means you either have to completely scale back your lifestyle and live a lifestyle in your older age that you don't want to live, or you have to carry on working so you can fund it. Both options suck. But the only way you get around it is by planning now, planning in your 20s, planning in your 30s. Even if you're 40 and you're listening to this, like planning now in prep for that day. Now, there's a research from Pension Quotes that says, after years of hard work and paying in, a comfortable retirement is probably the light at the end of the tunnel. Yet 40% of over 55s, however, are worried that their money will run out. 40%. So 40% of people that are retired and have been working their entire lives are worried that their money is going to run out and they're not going to have enough to live off of until they die. That's so sad to me. So let's think about how we get around this. Now, the key thing is, I think when you listen to this, you're like, I don't fucking know like all the numbers or the stats, but I'm going to break it down for you. So how much do you need to be able to retire on? That's a question I get asked all the time. Now, for a comfortable retirement, the total pension you have, which is a combination of your workplace pension, your personal pension, any kind of investments you've got, needs to be about two thirds of your pre-retirement income. So whatever you have combined to be two thirds of your income that you have now to be able to enjoy financial independence. 
So let me give you an example. If you have a £30,000 salary, right now you have a good life, you're happy, your vibes in, you need to have two thirds of this. So you'd basically need about £20,000 a year to be able to retire comfortably. So you only need about two thirds of what you're currently living off of. So that's how you figure out how much you need per year during retirement. To be able to draw down this amount as a pension per year, if you retire at 60 and you live till you're 85, so that's what, 25 years worth of your needing retirement money. So that'd be 25 years of £20,000 a year that you need to live off of. You need to take 25 years, you multiply it by that £20,000 and that gives you the total amount of £500,000. So therefore, to be able to live comfortably, if right now you're on a 30k salary and you're living comfortably, you would need to have £500,000 in your retirement pot slash pots to be able to draw down a £20,000 salary every single year to be able to continue to live from the age of 60 to 85. Now, obviously, these are just averages. We're working out roughly, but that just gives you an overview of kind of roughly what you need to work towards. Now, obviously, the ideal scenario is that you draw down on this money. So you take it out of your investments, your pensions or whatever, but that you have so much money in that account, in your investment account, that when you've drawn down on it and you're living throughout the year, the money that's still sat in that account is still making interest. And therefore, some of that money is regenerating and and, and basically the money never runs out. That's the aim. So. £18,000 is considered the minimum for married couples, but it allows hardly any luxuries. So it's not eating out, it's no alcohol, probably no car, no gym membership, like that kind of sucks. So £18,000 for a couple is like... Somebody is absolutely raving outside. I don't know if you heard that on the microphone. Some boy racer coming past. So yeah, £18,000 is apparently like the, the really bare bones minimum for a couple. Now, if that's what you want for your life, that's absolutely fine. For me, that's absolutely not what I want. I do not want to go through my entire year, entire life, working really hard to then, when I get to 60, have to scale back everything and not do anything fun. That is when you just sit in a fucking chair doing Sudoku, isolating, sad, lonely, and depressed, like genuinely. And I think that's what's so sad about the older generation is they didn't have access to this information. They didn't know what they needed to work with. And a lot of them are not in a good financial position. And unfortunately, the government and our, especially the system set up in the UK is it's not to look after old people, which is really fucking sad. It's a whole other topic. I don't want to get into it now. Okay, so let's get into the maths. I am doing this maths for you so that you don't have to do it. You're welcome, honeys. And if you're watching this on video, you'll see that I'm actually looking down at my laptop a lot. And it's because it's very numbersy and I don't want to get it wrong. So deal with it. Now, to save £500,000 a year from your paycheck slash wages up until your retirement, that's a massive fucking ask. Like, if you're on a 30, 40k salary, but you need to have £500,000 saved in a bank account by the time you retire, like, that's wild. Let's say, for example, you're 30 and you want to retire at 60. Okay, so this is... 30 years of prepping for retirement. So £500,000 you need within the space of 30 years, you would need to save uh, £16,666 a year from your wages into your pension pot. So this basically works out at £1,300 a month or £1,388. So for the next 30 years from the ages of 30 to 60, you would have to put away £1,300 just to be able to afford to retire comfortably. That is wild. This literally means in the now, all of your money is going towards retirement, which is mental because it's that classic thing of not being able to enjoy your money now and it's all focused on the future. Like that is, there's nothing for fun, there's nothing for general saving. Boo, we don't like that. So this is where investing 
enters the building. Okay, so let's take the same situation. You're 30, you want to retire at 60, you need £500,000 to be able to take £20,000 salary every year for your retirement. You would only need to invest £275 a month, every month, from your paycheck into an investment account or into an investment that gave you an average of 9% return over the course of the 30 years. And by age 60, you would have £503,000 in your investment account to draw down upon. Obviously, these are like um, prediction calculations, but you get the picture. Now, that means over the course of those 30 years, you would have only contributed £99,000 of your own money during that time. The remaining 400000 has come from interest, compound interest, basically. So it's free money on your interest. Wild. I love it. It's amazing. Now, these numbers blow my mind because every time I see them written down, I'm like, oh, like, of course, people get stressed about their retirement and think, well, fuck that. I don't want to put loads of money away because, you know, what's the point of putting this money away now for retirement if I'm not even going to hit the numbers that I need to? That's with saving. With investing, you are literally creating the money for your future. Now, I obviously put down £275 a month for the next 30 years from the age of 30. But imagine if you doubled it. Imagine if one month you're like, yeah, I can chuck £500 away. Or imagine if when you were 40, you got a massive pay rise or you got a big bonus and you chuck that in there. Like you're only eating away at that or adding to your retirement fund. And that is why the investing part is so important. Now, for me, it suddenly made retiring and my financial future so much lighter, so much brighter, so much more exciting because it actually felt accessible. I come from a working class family. I come from a family like I didn't get taught about this stuff. They're not like retiring young and uh, living their best lives. Like, I'm not seeing that within my entire family. Do you know what I mean? Anyone in my family. So I'm like, well, the key thing here is like, how would I do that? Well, I'm obviously going to go down the same path. I'm obviously going to be in the same position. But actually, I've now had the education to understand the difference between investing and saving and how, if I start now, what that means for me in my future. Now, at the moment, I obviously have £18,000 invested in the stock market. Now, if I never invest another penny, I will potentially, predictive, predicted, have about £265,000 in an investment account in 13 years. 13? In 30 years. So that means I have made £247,000 in interest just by having that money in my bank account now. Now, for me, taking into account, let's say I do retire at 60, £250,000 isn't going to be enough. A, because of inflation. You think if we've lost 66% value of our money over the last 30 years, probably same is going to happen. So you've got to take that into account. But also, I want to live a lifestyle where when I'm older, I can do what the fuck I want. I want to be like a windsurfing granny. Do you know what I mean? I want to be hiking up the fucking Himalayas. So I need money for that. But I am planning to continue to add to my investments over time so that I can grow it and get it to a point where I can retire comfortably whenever I want to. And making investing a part of my financial well-being, a part of my financial plan has allowed me to put money away now and also be able to enjoy money in the now whilst preparing for the future. So if you're listening to this, whether you have a little bit of debt, whether you have nothing saved, whether you have nothing invested, you've got fucking no clue about investing, there is still time. But the key thing is to act upon it now. Now, obviously, 
I have my investing course and obviously I'm going to be biased because I think it's the best course out there. But whether you do it with me or whether you go and learn yourself through podcasts, through books, through YouTube videos, like you do what works for you depending on how much time and energy you can be asked to put into it. But the key thing is that you hear this and you go, oh my God, that is possible for me too. This isn't a thing that's only reserved for certain people, I can get started now. Now, you don't have to start with 275 pounds £275 a month. You can start with 50 and the next month do 100 And then after a couple of months, do 150 You can build it up. But the key thing is to actually get started because what I want you to do is get 20, 30 years down the line. And I've got a lot of clients in the... In, um, they're like 50s and 60s who go, first of all, I wish I knew all of this information from before. But also like, oh, I've worked my whole life And I just don't really know what I've got to show for it. Maybe they have a house, but they're like, you know, I just don't really feel like I've got as much as I would like to show for it. If I'd have been more clever and I'd have optimised it more. And it's one of their biggest regrets. Now, obviously, another big regret of old people is like working too hard. So, yes, you have to find the balance. But the key thing is about making decisions that feel good for you and that feel good for your future. And knowing that investing is a tool that allows you to literally build wealth for the future and help you work towards financial independence. And I'm very passionate about it, if you can tell in my voice. Now, the way in which I invest is I have a couple of apps, a couple of platforms, a couple of different accounts. I've got one with Trading212, one with Vanguard, and one with Hargreaves Lansdowne. But in the course, I actually go into detail about what I've got in each one um, and what it's doing and what I'm invested in. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to also see people that look like you doing it. I'm a young female, and I'm here for all the ladies that want to start building wealth because it is for you. We're not leaving this up to our partners. We're not leaving this up to our parents. We're not leaving it up to the government or our employers. We are taking control and doing it ourselves. And I'm telling you, this is the one thing in my financial plan that has made the biggest change to my financial future, and it can make the biggest change to your financial future too. So I hope you found this useful. If you want to learn more about investing, the course is now available to grab your spot so there is links in the show notes um, if you have any questions or you want to ask me any questions <laughs> same thing please feel free to slide into my dms or drop me an email um, and send this episode to anybody you think it might be useful so have the most amazing day and i look forward to speaking to you soon